Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM, your education and your wellness station. We have a wonderful program in store for you this week, so please stay with us. I'm your host, Adis Jonas Murphy. Rejoice in this We are delighted to have in studio with us yet again Dr. Douglas Street. He's a general practitioner and, of course, an author. He's the author of the book Beyond the Prescription, Reducing Inflammation, a beautifully penned book with lots of information, yes, on how to reduce inflammation, which he purports and which research also supports is the primary cause for many of the maladies and illnesses that we faced. If you were tuned in last week to Healthy and Happy, you would have heard the first part or the first episode and of course, we conclude today. Doc, there's so much on my mind, I don't even know where to start. But in our last discussion, we had raised the whole idea of uh, pregnancy. And we're looking at the glycemic index for persons who are pregnant. There's a point that you wanted to make. Yes. Um, pregnancy, it changes a woman's life more than just having a child. Tell me more. <laughs> um, if, you, if you notice the symptoms of pregnancy, mm -hmm. um, the, the nausea, mm -hmm. for example, and, and also the weight gain mm -hmm. that, that, that occurs, the swelling of, of the legs. Mm -hmm. um, some persons get diabetes, some persons get hypertension, right. and some persons um, get um, certain problems after what we call postpartum depression, postpartum yes. psychosis, mm -hmm. um, the, the, which, are, which develop um, shortly after you have a child. Mm -hmm. All of these problems are caused by inflammation. Mm -hmm. um, so you do find that there is there's a change mm -hmm. in a woman's immune system during pregnancy. Right. I mean, I'd have to speculate as to why that is. It probably is to help the, the fetus to absorb the nutrients, mm -hmm. um, but it does have a negative impact on the woman. So some women tend to develop um, diabetes and hypertension during pregnancy. Sometimes it goes away, sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes <clears throat> it comes back. Yes, and sometimes it comes back. So sometimes it can actually show that there is a tendency. For example, if you have diabetes in your family mm -hmm. and, and you're pregnant, then you can get diabetes um, mm -hmm. during pregnancy. And sometimes it goes away, so some, some, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. But there are changes in a woman's body mm -hmm. that actually... Um, cause inflammation level to go up. Mm. And that's why, again, um, you tend to find increased um, risk of asthma and so on. Right. So during pregnancy and, and things like varicose veins, pads, all of these are inflammation problems, um, gastritis. So, so, yeah. so, Doc, I'm uh -huh. hearing, okay, fine, this inflammation uh -huh. thing, but practically, uh -huh. I am, let's say, you know, I am pregnant right, right now and all of these things are affecting me, the nausea, you know, you name it, every right. single symptom that comes with pregnancy. And I'm hearing you say that inflammation is the primary cause of all of this. How mm -hmm. do I get rid of the inflammation? Because I want to <laughs> not experience any of well, this. Well, um, and this is one thing which, which I, I'm, I'm hoping to see. Having this understanding, what then do you do? Mm -hmm. um, first of all, you should plan for pregnancy. Mm. <laughs> you hear that, right. ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> yes, you should plan for pregnancy. So mm -hmm. it's very important for you to, to reduce inflammation in the body before you get pregnant because inflammation oh. can actually prevent pregnancy and it oh. may also cause miscarriages. Mm -hmm. So there are several reasons why you should. Inflammation can actually affect your child during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, so you should, we should we tried this before. During pregnancy, uh, one thing that I'm hoping to see is that, is that rather than focusing on taking 
supplements like you know uh, multivitamins and so on right. we we have used supplements that reduce inflammation things like omega-3 things like vitamin d mm-hmm. and even probiotics oh wow right because um, these have been shown to help to reduce the, the um the inflammation that develops during pregnancy mm-hmm. and can improve the outcomes probiotics right. i only thought that that treated the stomach i i had no clue it treated well then again the body is connected right. see, see even my view is very um limited and it's mm-hmm. kind of fixed in a vacuum because i'm thinking if a doctor gives probiotics to treat what's happening in the stomach should it really have an impact on other areas of your body but then the body is connected mm-hmm. well it, it goes to what, what what are the things that that causing inflammation in, inside the body mm-hmm. right um now, one of the major sources of inflammation inside the body is 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 is, is the intestines, especially the, the large intestine. Mm-hmm. Now, most of your immune system it's, it's said that between seventy to eighty percent of the immune system is actually in your gut, wow. which is something that I actually didn't learn in school. It, uh, but <laughs> but that's what research actually shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so that immune system is really pivotal, mm-hmm. um, and the, the, mm-hmm. there's a large committee of bacteria that lives in intestines and it has, it has been estimated that there are more bacterial cells in in and on your body than even human cells oh, wow. so these have a very big impact and they actually carry most of the genetic material in our body there are mm-hmm. more there's more gen- genetic variability and information in those bacteria than, than actually in the in, in human cells mm-hmm. um so they do carry a, um, a vast amount of information which influences the, the function of, of the body mm-hmm. when you don't have the correct mixture of bacteria because the, the mix of bacteria can change depending on your lifestyle, depending on mm-hmm. something to take and all that. Um, so when you don't have, the, have the, the proper mixture of bacteria, it causes increased inflammation inside the body. Not just that, but it increases your sensitivity as well. Right. So And it does affect the brain. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very big big part of, of, of the inflammation inside I'm the body. Learning. Right. So so this increased sensitivity, mm-hmm. it affects your immune system and also your brain. And because there's a there's this thing called a gut-brain axis, mm-hmm. where there's a strong influence through to the vagus nerve between the, 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 the um the brain and, and the and the immune system and the mm-hmm. and the gut the gut bacteria, the, that complex um in your gut. Mm-hmm. And so therefore when you have an imbalance, you have greater levels of inflammation inside the body. You have greater risk of allergic problems, things like sinusitis, oh things my. like asthma. Doctor, so where pointing at me now? It look like I need to. You need to prescribe some probiotics for me. Right. I would love some, but but right. yeah, I mean, yes. um, mm. I. I'm learning so much and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really happy for this medium, you know, because I know that our listeners are also learning so much. Let, let's jump to the book a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I think on page 10, it's mm-hmm. actually the introduction. The introduction is titled The Beginning. I'm going to be reading uh, a portion. I think it's a third to last paragraph. This sentence here, it says the main role of the physician ideally is to guide the process of unlocking the chains that bind these healing processes so that the body can be restored to a state where it can resume its natural ability to heal itself. When this is achieved, the human will experience optimum health. Here's the part that I want to zoom in on. In order for that to happen, however, a very common side effect of the various ravages on the body that we face every day must be contained. That side effect is called inflammation. Now, question, Doc, how do we... How do we contain inflammation? I know it's not a one-cap-fits-all uh, situation. Each person's scenario or case may differ. But uh, are there practical ways that you can suggest for persons to um, contain the inflammation that they experience? Well, first of all, the, um, the, the new start is, is, is really um, the main you know, basis for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you optimize your, 
your nutrition, mm -hmm. you, op you optimize your exercise, mm -hmm. you optimize um, you know, the amount of water you drink, and sun sunshine, temperance. So the new start is really the, the, the main thing. So um, so the book is there to, to give you details about mm -hmm. how you can optimize these areas. Mm -hmm. um, so that is one of, one of the things. And then the other thing, of course, is to also optimize the, the, the balance of your, of your intestinal bacteria. So by taking these steps, right. um, you can actually reduce your, your, um, your, your, your inflammation down to a level because you can't get rid of inflammation. Totally. Mm -hmm. You can reduce it down mm -hmm. to a level where your body can manage it better, mm -hmm. can manage itself um, so there's because inflammation it causes damage to the body and also interference. Right. So those processes can 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 be reversed and then your body can start to function as how it is meant to function. Amen. <clears throat> Let's talk about the important role that rest plays in the body healing itself. No, um, there are the, your body is programmed mm -hmm. um, to to repair itself during healing. So it's like a pit stop. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it must be done at a certain time, which is why mm. the time that you go to bed is important and also the number of hours. Mm -hmm. So it's not just duration, but it is the actual time. Yes. It, it I can't important. cheat the system and say, all right, fine, eight hours is adequate, so mm -hmm. I go to my bed 12 o'clock and wake up eight o'clock right, and I'll no, be fine. No? <laughs> all right, why is it so important? Because that's how, how the body is programmed. The body has, has a program that it follows mm -hmm. and you have to fit yourself. In. It's not, it's not going to fit into, into your oh, lifestyle. Okay. You have to fit yourself into its program. If you if you don't do it, as Saul was told, you're king, you're king against the goats. <laughs> <laughs> so, so hold on. Talk to us about the time. Because people want to hear that. What yes. time is best to go to sleep? 9.30. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I was so unprepared for that one a while ago. Um, 9.30. Why yes. 9.30 though? But that's where the body's programmed. I said, but yeah. so um, the, the optimum to sleep is between seven to nine hours, and it needs wow. to start. By, it should start uh, mm -hmm. about so Sean be in bed by between mm -hmm. nine thirty ten o'clock. I've heard that the body produces a particular um, hormone, uh, hormone yeah, yeah. melatonin. melatonin. So right. so it's it, 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 the peak um, time melatonin is produced about about eleven p.m. Mm -hmm. So you, so you have to be in the process of sleeping and to get into proper sleep because, uh -huh. you know... You, you, Phases of sleep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to have gotten to that point mm -hmm. for, 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 the, for the repair um, mechanisms to, to, to be fully enforced in our time. So if you miss that chance... Um, but doc, you see, the <laughs> problem, people go have problems with you now because mm -hmm. um, you are purporting 9.30 and guess what? Work done 8.30 for some mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And, <laughs> Security and guards don't rest. <laughs> some people work at nights. Yeah. And you find that person, and that is why persons work at nights, they have high risk of cancers mm -hmm. and other chronic illnesses, stomach problems, mm -hmm. or obesity, diabetes, hypertension, because mm -hmm. they are going against what, what the body really requires. All right. So 9.30 brings us, mm -hmm. let's say, 7 hours brings us to where now? That would be about 4.30? Yeah, uh, about yeah, about that time. So by getting that amount of sleep, mm -hmm. you, you find that your, your body will, will function optimally. So the, the, the time is important. Well, friends, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I implore you to get <laughs> enough rest at least 7 hours each night uh, beginning at 9.30. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do it. It's very important that you make that particular lifestyle change. Doc, we're going to be looking at some statistics you mentioned in the book. Now, the 2015 to 2020 Dietary Guidelines for Americans, dubbed MyPlate, issued by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, divides food into four main groups. According to this guide, you stated fruits should make up 20% of our diet, <laughs> vegetables 30% of our diet, and proteins and carbohydrates 25% each. Now, this one, I am sure, has hit my fellow Jamaicans very hard because we love our rice and peas with fried 
let me just say fish with fried fish and curry gravy with no vegetables for lunch or dinner. Or uh, we grab a hominy corn porridge, you know, with probably a patty and a cocoa bread for breakfast and we're on the go. What words of counsel do you have, Dr. Street, for persons who may not embrace this 20, 30, 25, 25 model? Um, cook your food. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's very difficult to to eat oh, properly wow. if you're gonna be, be, be buying buying your 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 food cooked, mm -hmm. because commercially prepared food is is not really designed to enhance your health. It's mm -hmm. designed to enhance the pocket of the ones who sells who are selling mean, it. Of course, it's, so. it's, it's <laughs> difficult. It's difficult sometimes. But yeah. how important is it to plan though for this? Yes, um, the plan is very important. So when you get the copy of the book, of mm -hmm. course, when you go to the market, you carry it with you, mm -hmm. so you can see <laughs> the things at the market. So you can see the things that you should buy and. Mm -hmm. you should stay away from you have to start planning ahead mm -hmm. um you know it's it's we we oftentimes look for for, for convenience mm -hmm. there are very few um convenient and unhealthy sources of food right um including the, the snacks and stuff that we, we, we get for our children they are by and large not healthy so cheese sticks are healthy dog uh, no it's not but it has cheese in it uh, <laughs> which is you know uh, necessary their products right. trigger a lot of inflammation inside the body <laughs> unfortunately yeah. Uh, and therefore, their products are not healthy at so all. So ice cream is not good. Cheese not tricks, really. um, pizzas. And not, not, mm, not oh, really. wow. Yeah, these are convenience foods and very, very tasty, very mm -hmm. addictive, as a yeah. matter of fact. Yeah. And uh, make an important point. When you have high levels of inflammation in the body, what tends to happen is that it creates a craving in your body for unhealthy practices. Mm. You know, so you have to kind of break the habit. Mm -hmm. So the good foods won't taste good. Right, <laughs> right. Right? right. So you have to retrain your um, mind, and your, your, yeah. mind your, your taste by practicing the right thing. So, so the habit, the, the, the practice has, mm -hmm. has to come before the liking. If you have unhealthy foods, it promotes a certain mixture of bacteria mm -hmm. that will that will influence the brain to, to continue eating those eat un unhealthy foods. Right. But when you start to change what you eat, it changes the intestinal microbiome mm -hmm. and that now um, influences the brain to, to have more of healthy the healthy things. things. Mm -hmm. You have to make a conscious decision mm -hmm. and start eating the right things. So like... What you eat, mm -hmm. right? And don't eat what you like. Mm. Wow, powerful message right. there, Doc. Um, I don't want to give away too much of the book, but mm. this this is just, it's absolutely powerful information. And I believe that this particular guide will assist our listeners, especially those who are struggling to, um, uh, to eat healthily. On page 17, you looked at some popular glycemic index foods. Right. And their values. Now, glucose is given a rating, listeners, of 100. So most foods would fall into a range of 0 to 100. Uh, let's look at some of the, the foods listed here. White flour bread, value 75. <laughs> Whole wheat bread, value 69. Um, what's the mark that we should strive not to go over, Doc? Right. So, so that mark is actually 70. So, okay. so foods with a, with a glycemic index of 70 are considered as high glycemic foods. So those foods should, should really be limited in your consumption, especially for persons who, um, who are diabetic. Now, glycemic mm -hmm. index mm -hmm. is a measure of how much a particular food will increase your, your, your blood sugar, mm -hmm. right? So, so, so the high glycemic foods will trigger more sugar in your blood and also more inflammation. And that's why, mm. it's, that's why it's also important. Okay. So it's not just important for a diabetic, but every person should really, you know, pay special attention. Okay. So some of those foods with a high glycemic index include things like pumpkin, which is about 76. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. So I've grown up hearing, you know, pumpkin is good. You know, crush some pumpkin for the baby. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that 
It's a high glycemic food? Yes. So um, it has an increased inflammation in my baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's not to, to say that you, you need to avoid pumpkin because pump, pump, pumpkin is also high in, in um, vitamin A and right. carotene. So not saying you should avoid pumpkin, but pumpkin be should careful. not be the main part of your meal. Okay. You, you, thanks you, for that clarification. Right. So you need, <laughs> you need to have it with, with, with other foods that are denser because if you, if you look at pumpkin, it doesn't really have much, much soluble fiber. Right. If you look it, it's very yeah. soft. It doesn't have mm-hmm. much substance in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's absorbed very quickly into your body and sends the sugar up. Mm-hmm. So when you're having pumpkin, make sure you have it with something like yam or green banana. Okay. These these are low in, in the glycemic index. And you can add other things to increase the fiber content mm-hmm. of, of, of your meal, like flaxseed and seeds and so on. Right. So if you should have you should have it like that, then then it wouldn't have that much negative effect on your body. But like flour, for example, mm-hmm. flour is also high. Which one, white one or the, the... Both of them, because if, you, because if you look at it, the the glycemic index of cane sugar, the one that we use to sweeten our tea in, in, in the mornings, right. the glycemic index of cane sugar is about 69. Oh. So so the glycemic index of whole wheat flour mm-hmm. and, and, and sugar is about the same. Oh, <laughs> and certainly we wouldn't advise a person to, a diabetic to, to be eating sugar. Uh-huh. So the same, we shouldn't advise them to eating whole wheat flour either. And the white flour is actually worse. As you mm-hmm. can see, the number is about, uh, about you know, 73, 74, 75, they want something in that region. Mm-hmm. So certainly it's not like white flour is any better, it's actually worse. So it's very important to understand that the, the glycemic index of these foods, um, dashi also is pretty high, about, about yeah, so 76 shocked. as well. I was yes. shocked with that one. So and, and, and cassava, cassava is about 93. So, so cassava shouldn't really be had by, by a diabetic either. Now, the, the way that your food is, is actually cooked is important because mm-hmm. um, sweet potato is a relatively low glycemic. It's about 45. So even though it is not, even though it is sweet, so it is not how sweet a food is that which determines the glycemic index. Mm-hmm. But there are some foods that are sweet that have a low glycemic index and some that are not sweet that have a high. high right. um, so sweet potato glycemic is about 45. Mm, whereas for us, for, whereas um, um, baked sweet potato. But the baked sweet potato is about 883. So it's, it's pretty high. So baking sometimes break down the fiber in the food too much mm-hmm. to allow it to be absorbed too, too quickly so in the body. the best method of cooking then you say is boiling? Boiling. Boiling oh, or wow. steaming. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's continue to look at some of the glycemic index of mm-hmm. um, popular food. So we said white flour bread, 75, uh, whole wheat bread, 69, mm-hmm. white rice, 72, right. brown rice, 50. Well, the brown rice kind of all right, so we can stick with that. Yes. Um, oatmeal, 55, honey, mm-hmm. 61. Um, prunes, surprisingly, 29. And this is yes. one of those foods that is sweet, mm-hmm. but it has a low glycemic index. Quite low. Uh, and so so this is, so prunes is something that is good for a diabetic because, because there are two things about the prunes. There's mm-hmm. a high soluble fiber content and mm-hmm. it's also high in in antioxidants. Okay. Right? So it is actually, so it's something that would be good um, to use as a, as a sweetener for a diabetic. Because mm-hmm. if you can blend out the prunes, mm-hmm. you can actually put it in your porridge and use it as a sweetener. Mm. You understand? Especially if you add a little bit of cinnamon to it and so on. So so um so it's not the sweetness that really matters. Mm-hmm. And these are important things to, to include in the di- di- diet of, of some of the diabetic or any any, any chronic illness as a mm-hmm. matter of fact, with hypertension because they are linked together. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the more natural our diet is mm-hmm. it, it really contributes to um a, a healthier nutrition overall. Right. But what I love is that I'm seeing my favorite uh, starch being thirty-eight in value. Green bananas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, I'll continue to eat up my bananas. But look at this one here. Whole whole green spaghetti, 42. Mm-hmm. And macaroni, 50. Aren't these things made of? Well, the macaroni, isn't that white flour base? 
and how is that so low? That's a good question. I'm not sure exactly, but that's that is some something which I found which was a little bit proposing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not sure if it's a, it's a type of wheat that is used, but mm-hmm. you find that that pasta, yeah, um, the, the glass making of pasta is actually not bad at all, right? Mm. So. Um, um, especially the, uh, the, the, the whole grain. Mm-hmm. So, um, but my concern with, with, with the pasta is that it is made from salsa, therefore there is a gluten. So I would not tell a person or even a diabetic to avoid pasta, but mm-hmm. you have it in moderation. Hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. moderation, critical. <laughs> I mean, even now I'm just kind of thinking, all right, what am I going to have for the next meal? Because mm-hmm. um, the Lord winks in ignorance. <laughs> so, I mean, you can get away with some things if you don't know them, but mm-hmm. if you know them, then you don't do that. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we've looked at the glycemic index of some popular foods. And friends, uh, this becomes critical in assisting you with the preparation of certain kinds of meals and just knowing in general what to eat that will promote um, a healthy blood sugar level and overall, you know, just a general reduction of inflammation in your body. Um, let's look at exercise in the reduction of inflammation. How important is exercise in reducing inflammation? Now, the, the muscles are actually can be considered as, as hormonal organs. So when the muscles um, contract, they actually produce um, substances mm-hmm. that are anti-inflammatory. Right. So when you exercise, you actually reduce, it, reduce inflammation in the body. But it's important not to over-exercise because mm-hmm. over-exercise can actually increase inflammation. So try not to go over an hour when exercising. So your mm-hmm. exercise should really be about between 20 minutes to, to about an hour, depending on the intensity. So high intensity ex- exercise um, can be about 20 minutes. Low intensity like walking can be mm-hmm. for, for an hour. Okay. Drinking is not a problem you mentioned in your book, but what exactly you drink or what exactly is the intake might be the problem. Uh, the human body is made up of 60% water. So um, how critical is this in the process of reducing inflammation? Um, water does reduce in, reduce inflammation. So the more water you get, is the more is, is the less inflammation you'll have. Um, you know, it's, it seems as if it might have some influence on the on the amount of inflammation being produced by your large intestine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the, the regular amount of water recommended is about eight to ten glasses per day. Mm-hmm. And of course, but of course, if you're in an environment where you use a lot of a lot of um, you know water through sweat, then you might want to have a bit more than that. that. So, so it depends on how much your, your loss is. Mm-hmm. You should basically drink enough water to ensure that you're going to the bathroom about every two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you should, should be almost clear. clear. Mm-hmm. If you're having enough water to keep your urine clear, then you know you're on the right track. Right. If, you're, if you have a chronic illness, hypertension and diabetes becomes more important. So recommendation for those persons is between 10 to 12 glasses. Whoa. So if you have, a, if you have an inflammatory problem, it's more important to get more water. Mm-hmm. But you really, you really think it's, it's practical though? I mean... Uh, Persons, many business professionals or many professionals work in, you know, air conditioned settings and, you know, AC doesn't really facilitate, it doesn't urge you to drink more water. You have to kind of make it a practice. Mm-hmm. Um, some persons have restrictions in, and, or, or they can go to the bathroom, for example. Mm-hmm. They can go to the bathroom as they feel like. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of look at your situation and try to adapt it as much as possible to your reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there are, there are going to be some, everybody's going to have their own challenge. Mm-hmm. But what you do is focus on those areas that you have the most control over. Mm. Right. Um, don't you, you can't change. There are certain things you can't change. Right. You, you don't worry about those things. Right. You just focus on the things that, that you, you can have. change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Powerful point right there. If you are just tuning in, we are, of course, here on Healthy and Happy. Uh, I am learning so much. I am sitting at the feet 
of Dr. Douglas Street. Hey, that rhymes. Look at that. And we're <laughs> focusing on the topic Beyond the Prescription, Reducing Inflammation. It's actually the title of his book, a uh, very wonderful book. If you've not yet gotten a copy, we will let you know how to get one pretty soon. But you need to get one. Every single individual who wants to experience optimum health ought to get a copy of this uh, wonderful book. So we're talking about the different things that promote um, a healthy living. We're looking at the things that can reduce inflammation. And um, here's an area that we tend not to focus on so much, I think, as Jamaicans. Um, adequate amounts of sunshine. Is it because we kind of take it for granted that we have the sun? Uh, yeah, we see the sun when we go to the car. <laughs> we see the sun when we come from the car to the building. But adequate amounts of sunshine is also necessary for good health. What is the recommended daily amount of sunshine, Doc, that we should get? Um, we should get, uh, no, there's a difference the amount of sunshine required for a Caucasian as opposed to a black person. Mm, there because, we go again. Right. <laughs> yes, it does make a difference. Um, the melanin in our skin does help protect us against the harmful um, effects of UV light, mm. but it does also reduce um, how much or much vitamin D our, our, our skin produces. Mm -hmm. um, so as, as, as blacks, Jamaicans are preparing to black, mm -hmm. we need to get at least half an hour of, of sunshine per day. But mm -hmm. the sunshine between, between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. is is largely harmful. So we should mm -hmm. try and limit the amount of time we spend in the sun during that time. Mm -hmm. So before 10 mm -hmm. and after 4, those are the times that we should try and go go for that, that half an hour. All right. So I wonder if I could probably divide it like, you know, 15 before 10 o'clock <laughs> and 15 after 4 o'clock. That would work. Um, um, one yeah. of the main positive influences, not the only, mm. one of the main influences of, of sunshine is, is the production of vitamin D, as I mentioned. Right. You can take a vitamin D supplement, but it does not give you all the benefits because, right. the, because the light itself, mm -hmm. um, as, as our eyes are exposed, it does have an impact on, on, on the body. You find um, countries where you have adequate amount of sun are less likely to have the depression mm. yeah, as because the, the sunlight actually helps to prevent a person from, from becoming depressed. Yeah, you actually ran mm. into my next question. So, right. um, so, so there's a link between sunshine and depression? There is. <laughs> wow. I used to think it was just, um, you know, something people said. I, I didn't know that there was any truth that was linked to it because especially I know folk living in Canada and even London who mm -hmm. say, boy, when it gets to winter, it's just, it's a glum time for them. Yes. You know? there, there are a number of effects that, that, that wind winter has. It's not just the sunshine, but you find that there's also a change in, in the intestinal microbiome during, during, during the winter mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And that also triggers, um, you know, some of these illnesses, the flus that they get. The, um, the depression, the weight gain, mm -hmm. and the, the worsening of the diabetes and hypertension usually occurs, occurs during, during, during that, time. that time. So, the, so this, there are seasonal changes to the inflammation that is inside the body because of the effect of the, of, um, on the intestinal microbiome. Here is something else that I, I learned um, while reading a copy of your book. Inflammation can be triggered by cleaning agents, chemical substances, and fragrances. So to all the cleaners and to all the Calvin Klein and Mark Jacobs and Perry Ellis and other kind of perfume holders and owners, uh, yeah, your perfumes may be contributing to your inflammation. Uh, how so, Doc? This is a, a big area. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and this is a very touchy area as well. I'm not putting no perfume this morning. Yeah. I, mean, no, so I was going to interview you today. Uh, and we, uh, and we, uh, it's, it's, we don't have enough time to go into, 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 yeah. into all of this. But um, uh, because persons are going to be asking why, and so all that is, 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 is discussed in the book. But cleaning chemicals mm. are harmful. 
the, um, the, the, the antibacterial, mm. the ones that kill germs, the ones that have fragrances. They kill you too? Yes, they do. They, so they kill what if well. I use gloves? Um, so it me. will reduce it, but mm. some of it will still get up in, into your nose and, and still but get into your body. But if I use things over my nose, because I can't do it without Ajax, Doc. I mean, how am I going to do it without that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you can't do it. These, these are cultural practices because we have, we have yeah. a germophobic society. Yeah. Because so we think that germs are actually harmful. It's not so much the germs are harmful. It's just that your body's response to, to, uh-huh. to, to, to the germs um, might, might be excessive. Okay. So you, you don't need to kill the germs. You don't need to disinfect. All you need to do is to clean. So when you're doing your cleaning, you don't need to use any bleach and disinfectant. Mm-hmm. Um, just soap, water, and vinegar or some baking soda, mm-hmm. you, you can do just as good a job. It has been found that, that for example, hand wash mm-hmm. um, liquids that, that contain antibacterial um, agents are mm-hmm. more harmful. They don't clean your, they don't clean any better mm-hmm. than the plain soap and washes. They wow. don't do any better at all. Uh, so, and even water alone can, can actually do a pretty good, good, good job in cleaning. Mm. Um, so, so um, we don't need to be so aggressive towards bacteria because you're actually, we're actually, um, there are more bacterial cells in the body than human cells. So when you kill a bacteria, you're actually killing yourself. Mm. <laughs> so using these substances, they will make your place smell nice and everything, but you mm. pay an ultimate price. I remember, right. I remember I had a patient who, she actually realized that she, she became diabetic after a bout of excessive use of, of these chemicals. Oh, no. You know? Mm-hmm. So it does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. chemicals have been shown to increase of, of, of arthritis and other chronic illnesses, including cancer. Wow. Right? Wow. So you don't want to be sacrificing Mm-hmm. Um, your, you know, health. your health in, on, on, on that at all. <laughs> Man, we'll have to put a hold on it here mm-hmm. again, dog, but it was such a, a privilege and a pleasure to sit with you as we spoke about, um, you know, how we can go beyond the prescription to reduce inflammation. A wonderfully written book. I'm imploring all of you, each of you, to get a copy of it. It is so... Uh, critical and important that we understand this um, thing called inflammation and how it contributes to uh, the general overall health and wellness of our bodies or even the demise of it, you know. So, um, Doc, for those persons who would like to get a copy of the book, how do they get in contact with you? Okay, the book is available on on Amazon, Mm -hmm. um, so you can get it there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also going to be available in, in Fontana. I know you do presentations from time to time, yes. probably at you know, various uh, churches or places. Uh, if individuals need to reach you, is there a number that they can contact you on? Yes, um, my cell number is um, 876-3771-6381. I also produce um, videos on, on YouTube, so you, mm-hmm. can, you can subscribe to my channel, Douglas Street, and you'll see videos that are focused mostly on, on some mm-hmm. of the topics that are dealt with in, in the book. Mm, wonderful. Thank you so very much, Dr. Street, for joining us on Healthy and Happy. You just heard it, listeners. It's part two of a two-part series. We focused on the topic beyond the prescription, uh, reducing inflammation in particular, the, the title of Dr. Street's uh, publication. We want to, in a very special way, thank our production team for making this episode possible. Yet again, our in-studio engineer, Elder Errol Vaz, and of course, our entire communication team, we say thanks. For those of you who are listening in, Fret not to thyself. We'll be back next week with another interesting, intriguing, and informative episode of Healthy and Happy. I'm Adise Jonas Murphy. God bless. Behold what manner of love.